0: Welcome to the Minnesota Real Estate Education Podcast with Mike Brennan. Mike is the owner of the Minnesota Realty School and can be found online at mnrealtyschool.com. Now here's Mike Brennan. Welcome, and today's topic is how much can a real estate agent earn? I'm sitting here
1: with Minnesota Podcasting's director and producer, Marshall Saunders. Hi, Mike, how's it going? I'm doing well, Marshall, and yourself? Very good. You know, I've always wondered about this. You know, like you see all the bus benches and all the ads and all the agents, and how much does a real estate agent make? How do they get paid? You know, how much, if I became a realtor, What can I expect to make? Well, let's dive into that.
0: Uh, From the perspective of the National Association of Realtors, we have a bunch of numbers. Uh, Salary.com, a whole bunch of sources. The Bureau of Labor and Statistics. Everybody throws out sources in terms of how much money a real estate agent can earn. We do know a few things about what median incomes are. And I'd like to describe what is a median income before we dive into what the average person is going to be making. Median is the point in the middle half above, half below. And in 2017, the National Association of Realtors has identified $39,800 as the median income of a person earnings in 2017. Now, with that, we have to take into account a few things about how the income distribution will go. There are some people who are making very little and then some people who are making quite a bit. At the median level of $39,800, that's kind of that dab smack right in the middle number of them all. A lot of times, the question will beg, how much does the person get paid? A lot of it's going to come down to the activity. How much time do you want to put into your uh, career as a real estate professional? And studies show over and over, believe it or not, the more you do, the more you get. Wow. I know. It's a striking anomaly, isn't it? It's What a a similar uh, situation for any kind of thing in life. But we find out that the persons who are putting in 60 hours of work a week are earning well over $100,000 a year. So just like any small business person, as they're starting their profession, if you were to open up a sandwich shop, you would be working 40, 50, 60 hours a a week, you know, chopping onions, making uh, salads and so forth. Um, And you'd probably be earning a fairly decent income. In the real estate trade, you would be working 60 hours a week, and it would be something where you would be pulling in easily $100,000 a year. What I'm hearing is this is not a part-time job. Well, that's a great question, too, in terms of what the person can do as a part-time position. One of the things that uh, is always striking when I was a broker is that people would come into this position and say, when do I get my first paycheck? And a striking thing to me is uh, how do people get paid in this industry is vastly misunderstood. So let's use an example. The agent will always get paid based upon commission, commission only. Now, if I was an agent showing a house and the buyer wanted to make a purchase on this one, the question begs, how do I get paid as the real estate professional? So if I was selling a $200,000 house, there will be a compensation split by the listing agent. That's the person who represents the seller. So if it was a $200,000 house, and I'm going to make up an imaginary commission, all commissions are negotiable between the seller and the agent, I'm just making up an imaginary number of 6%. Generally, we're going to see those numbers be split. Half will go to the buyer's agent, and half will go to the listing agent. So on a $200,000 sale, the buyer's agent who represented the buyer would get paid 3% of the 200000 But understand, that's what goes to the broker. So that 3% of $200,000 is $6,000. Now, the broker is going to keep something called a split. Those splits will generally run somewhere either in a flat dollar amount at a monthly fee, or it might be a percentage of your overall gross commission. So after your broker split, let's assume that you're going to have to pay your broker some money, 30%. All of a sudden, you're down to $4,800. That would be your net commissions coming in. But understand out of that, you have to take your gasoline and your mileage and all of your expenses and and your dues. So there's quite a bit of expenses that you would have to run. As a part-time person, you're running a part-time business. And that's where I really want to impress upon the listeners that it is a business that they are getting into. And it's not really a job, if you will.
1: And these are independent contractors,
0: correct? The vast majority of real estate licensees today are independent contractors, which means no income taxes are being withheld, they're responsible for their own businesses, they do their own Schedule C on their tax returns, and they do their own profit and loss statements, correct?
1: So you hear statistics about small businesses, you know, like 70 or 80 or 90% of small businesses fail. What do you suppose the failure rate is for a real estate agent? We look at that number very,
0: very closely, and we see the failure rate of new businesses in this country exceeding 80%. Mm. I believe that a lot of what happens when we're looking at these numbers is people are going into a business, and they have very little business acumen, unrealistic expectations. So I think a purpose of a broadcast for the listeners would be to develop that business acumen and to set realistic expectations. One of the things we do at Minnesota Realty School is make sure that the people understand that there's going to be some expenses on the uh, bad side of the ledger, if you will, which is going to be where you're spending money. The average cost for an annual expense is going to be about $4,600. Now, if we can set the expectation, if we can set forth that there's a realistic number that you're going to have to spend... We're hopefully lowering the opportunity for failure in the business and what we see as I did a resulting survey of our 2014 graduates and here we are in 2019 I discovered that the following happened 80 plus percent of our graduates from the year 2014 were still in the business selling real estate when we do our classes we set forth some realistic parameters And we say these are the things you need to do when you're dealing with how you're showing houses, setting your expenses, and then creating goals that are achievable and not these lofty, up-in-the-cloud, sky-high expectations that you're going to be a $100,000-a-year producer. So one of the things that we see is as a person who puts time into the business, once you begin to become tenured, we see now that 16 years of tenure in the trade we see that the average income now increases from that 39800 to well over $100,000 a year. So the longer you can stay in, the higher the median level becomes. One of the things we're looking at as we move into the new year and things are continuing to hit the uh, periodicals and the newspapers and websites, there's, there's a big concern we're moving into potentially good times or bad times, and that's always the case. One of the things that I noticed was in terms of what's happened in 2018 versus 2017, firstly, the amount of distressed properties has decreased. In other words, foreclosures are down. Economic indications are out there that say if there is a recession, and that's a big word, if, probably the biggest word in Wikipedia, if there's a recession, then housing is definitely not going to be the driver of that it 'll probably be something else hedge funds i i don 't know, but housing is definitely on a very stable footing. The other striking thing that 's happening specifically with generation X, y, and Z, is that we 're seeing first time home buyer uh, is actually increasing really, really nicely. We saw a really sizable increase in the amount of purchasers coming out and deciding finally to make their first time home purchase. So what becomes the opportunity in the future for us as real estate professionals? There's going to be demand. So on the demand side of the ledger, we're we're seeing that there's going to be quite a bit of demand still pent up. On the supply side of the ledger, the amount of houses available for sale, when we're looking at that, the amount of houses that we have available is now still a little under the normal inventory levels which means we're going to see, according to the National Association, an increase in appreciation of house values of about 2.5% to 3% from 2018 into 2019. Now, this is good news. We're seeing not a massive amount of increases in appreciation, which would cause potentially a balloon or a bubble, if you will. So what we're seeing now is actually a wonderfully stabilizing market that's coming into play. The buyers will have a little bit more leverage. The sellers won't be spinning out and putting a sign in the yard. And I remember the days of tapping a sign into the front yard and having a tap on my shoulder with three agents behind me writing up offers. I think those days might be a little bit in the background, but the market is very solid for real estate professionals. What we're seeing, though, is that we do need more real estate people in the trade. In Minnesota, for example, we do have a very low inventory of agents who can show houses, list them, and so forth. So as we're moving forward into 2019, we're probably going to see a more stable or balanced market, as we've heard people say, which is a good market, which is definitely going to be something that we can uh, enjoy more real estate professionals
1: earning a decent income and career. So I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. When I uh sometimes I drive by these bus benches, it has all these letters behind their name. Mm-hmm. So it'll say, you know, John Q Smith CRB CRT PBS whatever. <laughs> and does is there any correlation between how much I can make as a real estate agent and the amount of education or like designations that you can get? Great question. Yes,
0: the Studies show, and the results show clearly, that the higher the level of the education, the higher the likelihood of an increase in income. In other words, college graduates tend to be on the higher uh, end of the scale when it comes to things like the wages uh, for uh, for income. When you're looking at the designations which a person obtains, that alphabet soup, if you will, after their name, those things are definitely uh, items which assist the agent at becoming better at their what we call vertical market segment. For example, w- there's a designation from NAR, the National Association of Realtors, called ABR, Accredited Buyer's Representative. In that class, with that designation and the letters ABR after your name, we see that the associate actually becomes better skilled at showing houses, representing buyers, negotiating offers, and therefore earns a higher level of income. There are other designations that are not necessarily created by NAR, like CDPE, Certified Distressed Property Expert, and that person uh, has a very strong sense of what it is to do well in a distressed market when we're dealing with things called short sales and foreclosures. And that person has a general tendency to make more money in that particular segment of the trade. So the education level definitely impacts the level of uh, income a person can earn. And then the furthering of education by taking these accredited classes will not only earn you continuing education credits, but it also helps you in your overall income picture.
1: Mike, I really appreciate you covering this for me. I was always curious about this and uh, I really appreciate you uh, having this show and describing how much a real estate agent can make.
0: Well, I really appreciate it, Marshall. And uh, as we move forward, if there are any questions, always feel free that you can contact us at Minnesota Realty School. We're more than happy to help people throughout their entire career, not just at the beginning of getting their license, but through all of their continuing education as well.
1: Fantastic. And we'll be back soon with more real estate information. Thank you. This has been the Minnesota Real Estate Education
0: Podcast with Mike Brennan. Mike is the owner of the Minnesota Realty School, and the classes and educational resources mentioned in this podcast can be found online at mnrealtyschool.com. This podcast has been produced by Minnesota Podcasting, and they can be found online at mnpodcasting.com. The views expressed on the show are those of Mike Brennan and may not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of the Minnesota Realty School or Minnesota Podcasting.